welcome to the Whispers of the Soul podcast, hosted by Sally Ann Marler and Sibby Spencer. Every week we dive into spiritually rich topics to create conscious conversations to help you, the listener, deepen into your own soul wisdom and practice. The space we create through our discussions invites you into your own inner world whilst we explore ours and our guest speakers. We come together to share stories, creativity, wisdom, insights and laughter. If you feel it's time to become more curious about your own uniquely creative, expressive self that makes you, well, you, then you are in good company. Well, hello and warm welcome to everybody listening um, to our podcast, Whispers of the Soul. This is episode 16 and we are asking the question, are you an energy sensitive? I'm Sally. And I'm Sibby. And welcome, 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 welcome. This is going to be a really good topic uh, to talk about, Sibby, what do you think? I think so. I think we both have had this brewing for a while, haven't we? Yes. Um, Like a really good Yorkshire tea. tea. (laughs) (laughs) Or I shouldn't mention any brands. We've just been... um, Or any other other um, strong tea um, you may find at the supermarket. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We've just been discussing tea anyway, haven't we? We have, Making tea. (laughs) Very profound. (laughs) Anyway. Yes, we all have our quirks with making tea. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, energy sensitive. So um, some people that would be classed as energy sensitive might also associate with being an empath or understand what the word or the term being an empath means. Um, highly sensitive people or HSPs is sometimes also referenced um, being more aware of your surroundings um, and just, yeah, just more in tune probably with a heightened awareness of what's going on that's happening that's not um, linear. It's non-linear and it's non-verbal. Yes, I was going to say unspoken stuff. Unspoken stuff. Uh, that's going on. And I think that there are um, quite a few people out there who have had some good uh, and bad experiences mm. of being an energy sensitive so just a little bit of a background for people listening i would class myself as an energy sensitive an empath um and my experience of it growing up was that i would take on other people's feelings and emotions um and this of course was all unconscious at the time and mm. i would internalize them as my own so if my mum was having a stress or there was an argument or if there was something negative I'd kind of absorb that like a sponge Mm. take that on internalize it and it used to uh, feel really kind of heavy and you know I used to think there was something wrong with me all the time and it was always my fault and that's that's kind of how it started for me but of course back then um well I say back then not that long ago but what like 10 years ago you know yeah (laughs) back then um none of this was really being openly discussed anyway and you know the thing is when you're energy sensitive you're also there's a tendency to be psychic 
Now, when people say the word psychic, they freak out and they think, oh God, what does that mean? And I don't, you know, I don't want to have all this stuff happening to me. But essentially, when we say the word psychic, it just means that you're more attuned. You you have a higher um, sensitivity to things that, going back to that, unspoken. So, mm. you know, try not to get caught up in labels here. It's just having a heightened awareness of what's going on. So empaths are known to be able to tune in and connect to how other people are feeling if you're unaware of of yourself doing that sometimes you can take that on as your own which I think is a common theme for most empaths and Mm. empaths tend to or if you're energy sensitive you tend to be in fix-it mode or um I'll do that for you or you you overgive because you can sense and feel you put yourself straight in that other person's shoes and the problem with that is then you forget that you were standing in your own shoes and you forget mm. how you feel and you forget what's, you know, so it's kind of a spiral, it, you know. So what's what's your thoughts, Sibby, on well, being an energy sensitive? Certainly for me, um, I very much wanted to, I, I, I think from probably a really young age, could sense um, if things weren't quite right energy-wise and want like you say wanting to put them right yeah so like with people particularly for me conflict yeah i felt any conflict very very deeply and um couldn't cope just i mean this is up until fairly recently you know Mm. couldn't cope with the feeling there was that strong Mm. and awful a feeling for me was not able to let go of that what wasn't able to um almost like function yeah yeah because it would take me over Mm. and it could even be um the (laughs) just the general vibe that something was off like it wouldn't be that somebody had had an argument with me or I literally even from a text or somebody not replying to Mm -hmm. something or like the way someone said something yeah could just knock my energy off because I could I could, I knew. Yes, you could sense what was going on under the surface. Yeah, and it has taken me a long time mm. <laughs> to be able to separate myself, separate myself from that, you know, yeah. and actually, yeah, and actually recognise that I've uh, again, like we talked about in the last pod- podcast, having a choice mm-hmm. of sort of being swept. Yeah away with that yeah that's a really good point i think that's when you're when you're a child or young person um it's very difficult to and i think that's recognize that's the challenge isn't it because once once you get to the place where it's like okay this is what's happening and this is what i'm doing the next question is so how do i work with that what do i do Mm. differently or how do i change Or how can I understand this in a way that doesn't make me feel compromised or restricted or fearful? And I think that's the next step, isn't it? So, Mm. you know, when for me, when I was uh, when I realized this was happening and I was picking up all this stuff. um, And also you will get some people, um, not all the time, but there will be some people that will kind of be a defensive around what you're picking up. Mm. And there's some there's some um, articles and blogs that are almost giving empaths a, a, a bad rep in that saying, oh, you can't possibly know how I feel and don't label what I feel. And and the thing is, I have never met, 
I've never met an empath today that has ever tried to do that. No. Never. And no. so yeah, we, it's just that we have an awareness. And in my opinion, we're reading energy. We are receiving energy, even if we, we don't form that energy into a conscious word. We're receiving that energy and we're understanding something on a deeper level mm. than what the conversation or the the spoken word is communicating. And so the the next part is, okay, so that's what I'm doing. I'm picking this up. And then it's getting back into that space of, but it's not mine. I don't need to carry it. I, I'm not going to take it on. I had to go through some lessons of compassion and forgiveness because it was like, well, if the person verbalised what you're picking up, they would never verbalise what you're picking it. up. No. So I had to find a way of, of making my peace with that. And it was sort of, you know, trying to find some compassion, even if it was a judgment towards me or something negative towards me. It's still finding the compassion, not taking it on. And obviously, you know, I work with a lot of empaths. I do healing with empaths. I do coaching with empaths. And there's there's always this narrative around, is it yours? Is it not? Mm. If it's not, pass it back. Yeah. Is it your responsibility? Um, because empaths tend to take on a lot of responsibility, thinking it's their responsibility, <laughs> thinking they've got to do something. Mm. Um, it's These are all common traits. And it's almost, it feels almost counterintuitive to take those, to, to go back a few steps and not do something yeah. or not say something or leave something, you know, because normally you would have dived in and tried to sort it out. And then the results from that are life-changing. What I've seen mm. for myself and other clients are absolutely life-changing. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, I I agree. And I think, um, it's very, it's very difficult. Uh, what I'm, what I'm thinking while while you're talking is that there's a lot bound up in being an empath that has other labels also. Mm. For example, mine was very. I had a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Which was related to the way I picked up on energy. Mm. You know what I mean. So I had a lot of anxiety. But what I also think on a, a positive way of seeing it yeah is your is your instincts mm. are very finely tuned so like you could look you can you know i mean i'm sure we'll get onto this because we're at the moment we're, we're discussing because it can be really hard to be an energy sensitive can't it and i'm just i'm just sort of thinking about the different aspects of it but certainly with the anxiety and the not knowing what's yours mm. and the not being able to let go of fit trying to like but, but what's difficult about being an empath and trying to fix stuff is that other people can't see it's broken yeah <laughs> yeah you know they're like what do you mean they haven't done anything <laughs> like they haven't said anything to you they haven't no but i can just feel mm. you know and i mean yeah my beloved um, and long-suffering husband <laughs> <laughs> who would just kind of say yeah but like nothing's happened mm. I, I don't get yeah <laughs> you know and he, he he does he does get me but um but it's difficult I imagine for people who don't get those very like just nuances of mm. energy and things not being quite right and you know yeah because it, it feels it can feel uncomfortable and yeah. because it's in your awareness you feel you need to do something with it yeah but my my learning over the years has been okay sometimes you do and particularly when I'm working with somebody that's part of what I do yeah but a lot of the time 
it's about the other person it's about the other person's lessons yeah. and what they need to learn and by us stepping in and this has actually happened to be by me stepping in and doing it for them I've almost created a rod for my own back completely drained of energy um, and also they're not learning anything at the same time and I've even taken on other people's karma by doing this in the past um, because you're you're not allowing them to learn the lessons that they need to learn and so this there's something about being comfortable yeah. with not doing anything and it, trusting in a higher intelligence yes. that's at work in play for them for you um, that's not to say if you see somebody you know really struggling or you, that you don't do anything it's that's not what that's, I'm talking about but. yeah like I think you've we've got compassion haven't you you've got maybe heightened compassion through being an empath and that's different but I, I think I, I I agree and I think what I found is if I because my anxiety was very much linked with my you know being an empath um if I acted out of fear to try and fix uh, that's what I realised was the wrong energy thing to do. Behind it. The yeah. wrong energy behind it. Because actually, <clears throat> it didn't fix it. It didn't make me feel any better. Mm. Because I'd take some action that was fear-based, yeah. which would actually just make me more fearful. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd take the action, then I'd be worrying about the consequences of that action, and then I'd yeah. be worried. And it was like a chain of mm. anxiety. Yeah. I mean, we, we should probably, you know, we could do a podcast on anxiety anyway, but... Yeah. Um, but because it's and been the choices. quite a journey and the choices of because, like whether you go down that Yeah, because route. I think that it, for me with choices, it's either you do something right underneath at the bottom, it's either fear-based or love-based. Yes. Always. Yes, and I was, that's what I was going to say. So then if you, if you can, if you're able then to step out of the fear of it not being right and actually yeah. do it from a love, a place of love... Mm. There's a very different outcome, and also you're still honouring their lesson that they have to learn, yes. aren't you? Yeah. You know, like also something I used to do to fix things was apologise mm. when I hadn't probably done anything wrong, but mm -hmm. I'd apologise just to clear the air. I'd apologise yeah. just to like, yeah. I just want to, I just want to clear this now. Yeah. And yeah. actually, you're giving yourself away, then, aren't you? You're giving well, a bit that's... of yourself away because you're not. Yeah. Then they think. Yeah, they don't they don't learn like that's what you're saying, isn't it? They no. don't learn from and that's that. and these are really good examples as well as you know people talk about. I don't know how this might come across, but it's when people talk about giving away your power. Yeah, yeah. You know that you, that's what you're doing essentially in all of those moments. And um, mm. I've had to do work where I've had to go back to these moments in time where I've absolutely done that. I've yeah. not stood up for myself. I've not spoken up for myself. I've not. Uh, been truthful I've not I've just sort of you know retracted inwards or retreated yeah. inwards and so it's kind of going back and this you know reclaiming your power taking your power back yeah. and um, finding your voice but what you, what you were touching on there a little bit of the relationship dynamics which we were talking about yesterday yeah. in, the, in the group um, energetic transactions but what I wanted to just say in this podcast is what we don't realize we're doing when we're trying to help or if we if we sense something's wrong and we apologize we're creating what i would call an energetic feedback loop there's a loop between these between you and said person and so it becomes automated it becomes assumed then that you will do this you mm. will do xyz and i don't i might do 
ABC, but you always do this. So you create these patterns in yeah. these relationships and there's an assumption there. And if you're the one that's giving more and the other person's taking more, then that's kind of, that's, that's a hard thing to break out of because when you start to break out of that, the other person's going to react mm. and not always positively. And um, mm. I'll give you, a, for example, so I was working with a lady who... Um, was in a relationship with somebody for a long time and they'd kind of already established their roles. Um, I don't think either of them were particularly happy, Mm. to be fair. Um, But she was the one that's like, she'd ask him to do, and I'm not trying to, you know, stereotype here or anything, but she'd ask him to do some stuff, like, could you tidy your plates away? Could could Mm. you do the washing up today? Or can you pick this up from the shop? Whatever it was. And... um, and it would be a consistently she'd find that he wouldn't be doing anything. And, and they've got into a pattern of her doing everything in the house, everything for the shopping, the food, and he just really didn't. And um, and she would also be doing that in the working environment, you know, in the staff room. Mm. She'd be washing up all everyone's cups. And the, so it, it was this pattern that was there. She was always like doing stuff and yeah. giving stuff. And um, part when, when I was working with her, part of the process of kind of, re-educating that feedback loop that was between her and her husband was what would happen if you didn't do that and she went through this massive period of feeling so uncomfortable Mm. so uncomfortable it was like she said it was almost like a nervous twitch that I had to yeah tidy up because it was to do it yeah because it was piling up in the kitchen and (laughs) and she said but I didn't I didn't do you know I took your advice and I didn't um I just took myself out of that environment and away from that environment and she didn't engage in any of that kind of that negative um, to and fro that, yeah. that happened because this, you know, frustration yeah. was building yeah. up. I'm sure some people listening can probably relate. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to say was after, after I'd say a couple of weeks, maybe coming towards three weeks, it, the whole dynamic changed. And she came to see me and she said, you're never going to believe what happened this morning. She said, you know, he came up and asked me if I wanted a cup of tea and he'd washed up. Mm. And it's just, it, I know it's something small. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, this is what happens in a marriage and this is what happens when the man doesn't do this. I'm, I'm not doing that. No, it's no, just no. an example of somebody I worked with. But it's, it's, you have to kind of check in what you're doing, even if it's coming from a good place, even if you think you're being helpful. Yeah just check in and just say is this right Mm. because the other thing is the universe is watching and listening and if the if you keep doing things and Mm. you know if you keep giving 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 the universe is going oh she's oh she's accepting that that person isn't doing that she's accepting that that person can talk to her like that and nothing changes and so it's it's going back to that you've got to do it for yourself first yeah and it's yes definitely and sitting in that and you know, I had a lesson about a life lesson on this fairly recently, but that sitting in that discomfort mm. while you sit, while you stand in your own power. Well, I like <laughs> that. You know, sitting in discomfort while you stand standing in your, own, in your power. own power, which if yeah. you're not used to standing in your own power is uncomfortable, isn't it? Yes. But the more you do it, the more sort of natural it feels but um mm. but yes it can be really uncomfortable can't it especially if you're in a pattern like that where you've just yeah. been doing you know that's just how you operate but the good news is you can you can change you can change you it. can change these 
these um, mm. habits, can't you? These energy loops and... You absolutely can. And I, and I think that, you know, just for people listening, if you're thinking, well, yeah, some of this I can understand, I can relate to, some of... Um, we should maybe do a few telltale signs of people that are energy sensitive or empaths. So, um, you know, that if you struggle... You'll probably be more introverted at times or you will absolutely need your own time. So if Mm. you struggle to be a social butterfly, if you struggle to be in that, uh, you know, group, sort of bigger groups, or if you get drained easily by being around a lot of people or crowds and you need your own time, I would say that is one Mm. telltale sign. Yes. Of being a empath or energy sensitive. Yes. And I think also... Perhaps if you if you um, if you just get a feeling off off people, you know, you get a vibe. You just get a vibe, man. <laughs> <laughs> and and you just and you either dig it or you don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't. Can you I don't, dig it? I don't dig your vibe, man. <laughs> That's again. <laughs> oh God, it started. Um, I should have been around in the 60s or 70s really I would have been quite happy anyway um but yeah you you can get just a feeling off off even like off somebody but Mm. off off a place or yeah you know and you just okay there's something either you magnetic about that person or there's something I don't you know that's putting a bit off or you go into a place and you think there's something off about this place or or Mm. or you know, or the upside is you can really connect with, like, energy, can't you? I mean, that's yeah. that's the upside. That's the good stuff that is the it other is. side of the um, harder, the stuff that's harder to mm. and that's, deal with. And maybe. that's kind of one of my almost missions, if you like, in life is to um, teach people how they can use it as a gift because a lot of people that I work with initially would not call it a gift no (laughs) no I don't want to feel this way but the world's not sort of kind to empaths it hasn't been I would I mean maybe more so now but Mm. do you know it's funny because just I'm going off slightly but I attended this amazing training yesterday by um run by this lady called Joe Stockdale but she was saying that apparently um the the human that human human beings um are sort of biologically the most comfortable with a maximum of 150 faces mm-hmm. so an association association with 150 human other human faces is the maximum right and i'm just thinking about the world now and even in, she was referencing actually she was talking about secondary schools she was she does a lot of work with children and young people if you think of the the faces that and also social media i mean the faces that we engage in the different faces and the different humans Mm. if you if we're not biologically if you and you're an empath Mm. it's no wonder going into crowded spaces or or even when or even being online you know that online space Mm. i think can affect empaths yeah Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's. Well, this is the thing. I mean, if you if you get into the quantum behind all of this, it space and distance doesn't mean anything. You can mm. absolutely pick up on energy, even if it's online. Definitely. Um, you know that's that's definitely an experience that you can have. But I think that 
you're right you know picking up on um how people may come across picking up on the energy in a room that you may have just walked in um picking up on picking up on all these sorts of um feelings and mm. vibes vibes um is one you know do you need some space of your own that's another um also yeah. if you find yourself more of a giver and not great at receiving that mm. tends to be another empathic trait because the nature of being empathic is you understand how someone else feels mm. so the <clears throat> the hot the hardest lesson for the empath is to do that for themselves so that's another one um what else I, what about conflict because that's something that i avoid conflict i've found very very difficult throughout my life is conflict mm. even when somebody's being an absolute asshole to yeah me. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i have not been able to stand up for my you know because the because it's so intense mm. the feelings in that potential yeah conflict yeah i don't know if that's um something that's common maybe it will resonate with with people yeah. listening that you don't want to rock the boat almost energetically because mm. it's too intense it's too yeah. difficult to manage it is do you know what i mean i do and I, that you can get stuck in these loops yeah because you don't want to well, I think it's if it's um, I was going to say like directional. It, if it feels like it's coming at you, yeah. Um, obviously, there's an empath that's going to really wallop. Mm, You're gonna mm. that's going to land. That's going to pack a punch. Um, I mean, there's a few things there. The the vibration, the energy of that is going to be quite low in frequency. It's going to feel really negative, and that's not where empaths naturally want to sit. Even though. As an empath, I struggled with depression, anxiety, which as did I, are yeah. both yeah. are both impacting on your vibration and you you know having low moods. Um, but essentially, it's 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 uncomfortable. I think there's two parts to that. Part of it for me was when somebody was confrontational and directed it at me. It was a trigger mm. to what I had directed at me when I was a child. So it was almost like if what they're saying towards me or or their attitude towards me was true then it means what was said about me when I was a child was true so I mm. I'd either shut down or go into defense mode in some way shape or form which again is go is is following that fear instead of the love-based one mm. um so I think there's that side of it so it could be that it's conflict could be triggering something in you that you've left unhealed or or it could yeah. be an open wound still that's not really been healed because a lot of people will talk about oh well you need to revisit the self-worth the self-love but it's not really just about that because yeah. in that moment you are very susceptible and open to receiving that spike of energy that's quite whoo yeah um and if you think about you know they talk about um shielding and protection of energy which which is great if you learn techniques, but again, not doing it from a fear-based. If you walk around thinking, I need to be protected, yes, that fear is just going to induce more of the same vibration coming towards you. So you can't think of it like that. So if you think of this conflict energy or anything else that makes you uncomfortable, if you think of them as arrows coming in, 
what empaths do is they come out of their cells, out of their body, and they're trying to, it's almost like they've got these little antennas that are con- consistently looking so they can preempt, particularly mm. if you're anxious. Mm. Yeah. So you can preempt oh, gosh, stuff yeah. that happens and you yeah. come out of yourself. And as soon as you do that, you're vulnerable because mm. it, because if you're not in your think of think of your body as a castle or a fort that you're supposed to protect if you're not in that castle it's going to be mm. open to to the defensive army coming at you yeah so what you have to learn is to not go out to try and meet this person or try and fix this thing or smooth yeah. something over you have to stay in which ties in a little bit with the reaction response stuff that we talked about but you have to stay in and what I used to do was think of it as whatever that was being direction, you know, the verbal stuff that was coming at me. I'd either try and visualise it as a, a colour or a ball or something, make it visual, mm. and I'd redirect it. Mm. So I'd either visualise it kind of catching it and throwing it back, which I wouldn't recommend actually if somebody's being confrontational because they'll f- <laughs> even though... <laughs> Even though you're not saying anything, they'll feel that. It might make them worse. Or you ground it, you just shove it down into the ground. Mm. So kind of this idea of being grounded. Um, But stay in your fortress almost and try and pick a vibration in that moment that makes you feel... And visualising works. Thinking of a bright colour, like a gold or you know uh whites or something that's bright that can just you can just feel like that's sort of emanating off you um but not from a place of fear not thinking oh god the only way i'm going to survive this is if i you know because people talk about putting energetic bubbles around them yeah and that doesn't always work if you're doing it from a place of fear do you think what i'm getting visualizing in my in my mind is sort of you're not so don't try and protect yourself by shrinking. Yes. You know what I mean? You yeah. you you have to remain in your your you your full sort of size of energy, your full like yeah. beam. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, um don't you because that that's that's the difference, isn't it? If you're doing that, mm. that's that's the place you need to be in, not the yeah. I'm going to shrink to protect myself. Yeah. And that's Which, what changes the behaviour because yeah. if you do that, if you hold your own, stand your ground, yeah. that person that's being that way with you will will step back. Yeah. yeah. The only way they get away with it is when we do retract or, or shrink, like you say, come, you yeah. know, because then it's like they know, then I've, they've got the yeah. upper hand. I've done that so many times they know. in my life, you know. And it's not a conscious thing, but they know. And mm. so you have to really know. Even if you don't say anything, yeah, yeah. just... Ugh. You know, just really be in that and space. And you can feel, I mean, the, the, it's so empowering. I mean, I I would definitely say that I'm a work in progress, as are many, as are probably, you know... All of well, us. All of us are. Yeah. yeah. Um, so don't think that, you know, I've got it nailed, but I definitely... I definitely have been able to do that, stand, you know, standing in my full beam, as it were. Yeah. And, wow, the empowerment that that has you know brought is just mm. um amazing just yeah. like oh yeah and you almost go oh yeah that's who i am mm. yeah that's who i am <laughs> that's what you want yes but this is what this is where i you know how they say yeah. on dragon's den 
Who is it that says, now let me tell you where I am. There's <laughs> someone on Dragon's Den. I like Den. that voice. But you s- do that again. Should I do it again? Let me tell you where I am. <laughs> <laughs> and there's someone that says it on Dragon's Den. And actually, I really like that because mm. I'll tell you where I am. Not, mm. not like, let me tell you what I think or... You know, it's like, let me tell you where I am. I am here and I'm not I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Love that. And I think the more, that you know, in my experience... You start saying that more. Yeah, I like <laughs> Especially it. Especially in that voice. Yes, it's a good voice. I can't do it. <laughs> but I think that, you know, the more consistently I've done that, then that's when I've seen the shifts change around me. So yeah. a lot of this work is internal work, but you can absolutely do it. You know, I've, I've changed and, and healed the most complicated of relationships by thinking of them energetically Mm. and using the ability to visualise, which everyone can do. Even if you struggle visualising, there are a few things you can do to get around that. But, you know, to me, it's been a life changer, a game changer, hence why I try and talk to other people about it and why we're doing this podcast episode for people that are listening. Um, But the more consistently you do that, the more consistently you stay in your body, you don't hide or shrink or you don't just stay in the mind where the mind can kind of give you some of these horrible narratives um you'll notice the external stuff changes the people that you start to meet change they're more aligned to where you're at at that time yeah sometimes old older friends or or other relationships that weren't really working for you or serving any purpose will drop away but you'll meet these people you know like-minded people or your soul people your soul tribe yeah um the more that you do that and then the stuff that comes in doesn't really come in the way it used to do yes it's so it's almost like there's not there's no energetic vibrational match happening or something that's kind of drawing that frequency in at all yeah, which is is law of attraction type stuff, isn't it? The, yeah. The frequency that you're putting out is going to attract the same frequency. Mm-hmm. And you probably will find that as once you start emitting a different frequency that mm. actually these people don't pop up as much. The ones that no. try and, you know... No, because you're not you're not overgiving, and you know in my instance, I think sometimes I was overgiving from a place of needing acceptance, or I needed mm. somebody to tell me my feelings were valid. Um, and and so so you are if you're doing it in that respect, you are coming from a place of lack, and, yeah, and that's yeah. kind of a vulnerability yeah. that other people can try and take advantage of. So it's yeah. just just really being aware of that, and you know for me as an empath and for other empaths I've worked with, another common theme is not talking about being in yourself, is, is not knowing who you are. It's yeah, a massive yeah. theme. Yeah. Um, and you know, it wasn't until I got to uni and I thought that we were doing all these different warm-up exercises and these questions and I was thinking, I know bugger all about who I am. Mm-hmm. Apart from the fact that I've done this and, you know, experiences or... I've had this title or I'm this age, just surface stuff. Yeah. But who I was, good luck, Sal. <laughs> no idea at all. Yeah. It's, oh, do you, what do you like? And, you know, people don't ask me what I like. I That's what I ask the people. Yeah. You know, that was yeah. my experience yeah. anyway. So it was like, holy crap. You know, yeah. I've spent all this time out of myself, out of my body, out of who or I am. Or responding to other other yeah. sort of other energy. It's, yeah. You know, you've been 
you've been like almost like firefighting I guess like all these energies going yeah. on and um, you know part of that pattern yes it's it's relevant I think for most people that are energy sensitive but part of that pattern was a survival pattern that worked in childhood and mm-hmm. that no longer served and so I I didn't realize I was in that survival pattern until I started to do the work but that's when it all kind of dawned on me and I started doing all these little you know um soul diagrams and these energy diagrams and these what's happens with these transactions and all these arrows coming in with this on demand everything's instant now world all these everything just coming in at you on mass which for an empath is just you know it's heightened it's like turning the volume up on what everyone else is experiencing Mm. but talking about that I don't know what your thoughts are on this Sibby but I think that this is in terms of evolution in terms of how we're evolving and changing I think that this is part of it I think this is playing a big role in how we're changing particularly if you think about a oneness or a sense of unity um having a a higher awareness of the whole Mm. and coming away from this you know separateness coming away from this division yeah it feels like it's a natural and you I see it more with kids as well today but it feels like there's this natural pattern emerging where more and more people are empathic and yeah. kind of the ones that are very much you know I'll suit myself first and it doesn't matter what the cost is to others I feel like that's on its way out or am I being too idealistic I, I think <laughs> I should go even further Ooh. and say okay that is how the world will be saved because it's only when we start it's only when we all realise that whatever we do to each other, we are doing to ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It is only when we, you know, or let's say the majority of us realise that that's the case mm-hmm. and understand that and feel that, that things will dr- dramatically change. Yeah. Because whilst we've got people, like you saying, who are just literally out for themselves, whilst they have got more power it's not going to change is it Mm. i I, do you know what i mean because Mm. of the damage that that they're able to do but i think i think and and we we, we're talking about being energy sensitive aren't we but actually we're all energetic beings so even if you're not even if you're listening you're thinking well i don't think i am an empath but we're all like susceptible to energy aren't we absolutely we're we're all energetic we all all communicate like through energy so Mm. so it just makes it just makes sense and also it, it feels like the only way forward in a way that people are becoming more energy sensitive and more aware of their mm. interactions and you know like transcending this yeah 3d world because yeah we 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 need to <laughs> we really need we need to we need to we need to see that we're all one we need to mm. Yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, especially at everything that's going on at the moment in the world. and Yeah, I there's a lot going on. I, I do, I think, yeah, I mean, that's that's some really good good points there. And, I, and I, I think that, you know, we are all energy. That is all we are if you break it all. I mean, science have caught up in that respect of, oh, oh yeah, that's, that's oh, yeah. all we are. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, there's the, the idea of mass or 
our physical body is energy just free uh, has a frequency a density to, or, yeah, yeah. To, to produce that yeah yeah so it's it, it's it's absolutely no one is going to not feel anything yeah but that's where i think the choice thing comes in a little bit yeah and also your your life lessons obviously you might be having life lessons where you're supposed to experience some sort of separateness or some sort of duality as part of your soul learning growing evolving um but where we're headed, where we're going, I think, is more about this consideration of the whole. And, and even if you expand that out to think about the planet, for example, mm. you know, if something happened to the planet, then we're all gone. If yeah. that's not a classic example of it's not just about you, I, I, don't, know, <laughs> I don't know what is, you know? I know. It's like, you know, we've not all got these shuttles we can nip on and go and live in Mars yeah. on Mars. <laughs> Unless you wish you Branson, of course. Yeah, <laughs> somebody like that. <laughs> no, but no, exactly. I mean, and I think there is, I think that there is an evolution going on with, um, and, mm. and you're probably right that there are more and more people coming into the world that yeah. are more energy yeah. sensitive, and and that's why it feels right now that that we're at this. Yeah. Empaths. I can never say that. I can never say that right. But um, where it it's like there's this, there's all this stuff going on, and then there's all these people who can feel it and don't want it to go on. You know, and want mm. a different world. And yeah. we're just at this point where we're a bit of a, a tipping, tipping point. Oh, oh, we both at that same time. <gasps> Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> tipping point. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah, which. Which is exciting and scary, yeah. Um, because you know it's it's going to mean change, but hopefully change for the better. It might be a bit messy or chaotic, as we talked yeah. about our words for the year. A bit of chaos. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think as well. You know, I just wanted to say about. I think em- empaths or being energy sensitive. Sometimes it's just something that people identify with. They're born with. They're exposed to. But it, like you said, Sibby, everybody is energy. So it's not if you're not identifying in that way, it's not something that is exclusive to only certain people. Mm. It's a bit like intuition. Everyone's born with intuition. Yeah. We're all born of energy. So you can develop it, work with it, be more conscientious of it. I mean, I know so many people that were very, I would call 3D, myself included, um, and then kind of went through a bit of a bumpy waking up yeah process and then it's almost like a light just got turned on boom yeah they were like oh god i can feel that and i can see that and in terms of it being a gift i think it is a gift because but like with any gift you have to understand who you are in that equation and how you can look after yourself using that gift Mm. and use it for good use intentions set intentions i only want to pick up frequencies that are going to be helpful to me or my loved ones or that can serve a higher purpose or what you know be specific don't just kind of get swamped or drowned in stuff and find who you are in that center so you don't get again lost in it because that's another thing that yes happens with empaths and um a couple of things you can do things like meditation um meditations anything to do with nature grounding yourself salt baths epsom salts uh, crystals anything that helps you to feel Thank clear yourself. cleanse mm. go see an energy healer not mention any names but i know an awesome one. Oh yeah do you i know yeah. an awesome one as well yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so. But also mindfulness, I was going to say. Mm, being um, mindful, for yeah. Me, yeah. Um, because it's a way of like centering your, centering yourself, isn't it? And, yeah. And being in the moment. Yeah. Before, so uh, allowing yourself not to just get swept away with the maybe other people's <laughs> feelings that uh, you know or yeah. whatever they're throwing at you. And and this is something that I I did share with um, the group yesterday. Um, I should mention that so the group spiritual development group evolving souls yes the ascension which academy is, which is what we are <laughs> if you do uh, if you are interested um, please get in touch you can find me at the creative view um, we'd love to have you and um, we do talk about all these sorts of things that's kind of really safe nurturing space it is um, so yeah so that so there is that but I was sharing in the group yesterday that um you know for me I kind of was so taken over energetically by another person um that you know my identity was almost not even there it was who where am I you know Mm. sort of on a cellular level so the the work I did with my healer my energy healer was transformational for me it's not everybody's path but my path obviously involves energy work anyway um but it is it is another way of trying to understand what's going on in your life um, that you can add to, not not take away from. You can add to how you're understanding it from a psychological perspective, how you might be understanding it um, just from through life experience or you know through through conversing with friends or whatever. In addition to yes, if you think of it as an energetic transaction, energetic exchanges, how you're receiving energy when you add that into the equation it just helps you to feel more empowered then yes as somebody that has some sort of say in what you're being exposed to or receiving or understanding or and also what I like about that and that you're bringing in sort of psychology is that if you go down you know if you think of it from an energetic point of view energy is fluid and changeable Whereas if you if you're labelled um, with a medical label, mm-hmm. yeah, because maybe you feel things more intensely or you uh, you know or whatever it is, yeah, that doesn't have the same fluidity. I think if you like bringing addi- mm. in addition to anything else that you're experiencing, bringing in like the energy side of things is a massive thing because it's fluid and it can change and it's mm. might be more. Um, you might it might just resonate with you might it just and give you a different way of looking at at it and some extra tools tools to deal with these situations that maybe trigger yeah and you know this i sometimes use this analogy of the um the three point the three pin plug yeah and you know and how electricity works and we know that there's an earthing wire in there right there's a neutral one and there's a live wire and particularly for people that like you say if you're if you notice that yourself or your child is high energy or you know maybe oversensitive or too much information is coming in at once if you think of it in that respect you know this live wire is is a consistent flow of energy but if there's no way to neutralize that energy if there's no way to earth it or ground Mm, it yeah then that fuse is going to blow 
Yeah. Um, and I find that really, I find looking at it that way really helpful. Yeah, I really, really, like, I really like that idea, yeah. It's really I helpful really like to me that. and I try and share it with clients as well. So mm. think about how you can neutralise and think about how you can earth or ground so that you're, you're not going to blow that fuse because we know once that fuse is blown, there's a lot of work to get back on track again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just that I dropped that in there Yeah, yeah, the no, end. I really like that. <laughs> I really like that notion, actually. Mm. Yeah. Fab. Oh. Well, all you beautiful energy sensitives, um, <laughs> empaths, or just people or with just energy, generally, who have yeah. energy, who are energy. Fantastic people. Energy is all there is, as uh, Donna Eden says, mostly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, we will love you and leave you. Thank you for listening. And um, we will, uh, yeah, be back next week. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. So if you would like to connect to us elsewhere in the multiverse, well, you can. You can find me, Sally, at thecreativeyou.co.uk or on Instagram as the.creative.u. For Sibby, her website is healingrights.com and she's also on Instagram as Sibby Rights. Lots of love. See you soon.